I come to announce to you there is about to be a resurrection for somebody. When you don't exercise your faith, it will not be strong. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must continue to be hearing the word of God. This is Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. Hello and welcome to this edition of Get Connected, where lives are changed through the ministration of the Word by Bishop Israel Adey Ajala, God's prophet to the nations and creator of the Kindness Revolution. Today's topic is Roadblocks to Faith. And here is Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. The Bible tells us in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You see, nothing kills more than ignorance. Nothing kills more than ignorance. In fact, uh, Ignorance has made people to do things that they would not do. You know, there's a difference between ignorance and uh, not knowing. Sometimes, if you don't know and you agree you don't know, you are no longer ignorant. You just need knowledge. Yes. But ignorance means assuming you know when you don't. That's the way I see it. Assuming you know when you don't. And I found that to be the situation in the body of Christ, unfortunately. Many people don't know. And instead of them to say, I don't know, help me to know. Like the man came to Jesus, he says, help my faith. Many will just say, fake it till you make it. And in the process of faking it, they never made it. And they died on the road. There is nowhere in the Bible where you will hear God asking believer to fake it. In fact, fake it till you make it is a strategy of the enemy to destroy a believer. And I've seen a lot of people just fake it. Well, I understand that some people that keep saying fake it till you make it, they are saying just pretend as if it is there. No, if you pretend, you are faking it. No, what you want to teach people is don't worry about the result. Consider the one who promised because that is what Abraham did. Yes. He didn't fake it to make it. Uh-uh. Because when you fake it till you make it, your eyes are still on the promise. But when you put your eyes not on the promise, but the integrity of the one who made the promise, you put the pressure on the word of God and not on yourself. There is only one thing God cannot do. Of all things, one, he cannot lie. 
Well, among many things, yes. he cannot lie. That one is, he, he will never lie. Even, even if it were not true before, as soon as God says it, it's true. You see, so lack of knowledge, that is ignorance of people in the body of Christ has made them to come to the conclusion faith is not working. Whereas, faith works all the time. Yes. Lack of knowledge will hinder us from making bold confession. And faith does not have its potency without confession. Yes. A lot of people speak themselves into pain, into sickness, into affliction. So how does faith grow in you? It grows by understanding the word of God. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lack of knowledge of that word is what Hosea is talking. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, I want to remove certain... Um, I want to remove certain misconception. Why from us today? Why some faith? Why faith may not be working in the life of a person? Now I call it roadblocks to faith. Roadblocks to faith. You know, if you would pay attention to this, your faith will continue to work. Yes. Now. Number one hindrance or roadblock to faith is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. I watch as people during the COVID, they will say, I'm not taking any medication. I am not doing this. God will heal me. Remember what I tell Kingdom Connection? Are you sure you are working in forgiveness? You are working in love. You are confessing the word. You are feeding yourself with the word. Don't live your life based on another man's testimony. That testimony may even be an exaggeration. The person giving testimony, look at his life. He may even be exaggerating. So don't base your life upon another man's testimony. Base your life upon the truth of the word of God as revealed to you. You see, I'm not going to take medicine. Well, you would just... You will just be in the congregation of the dead. Because unless God specifically says it, and hear this, if you are going to walk by faith, you better believe it. Unforgiveness must be in place. Unforgiveness must, must not be your problem. You know, look at what Jesus says in Mark 11. Mark 11, 20. 24 to 26, he said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. The next thing he now added to it is verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Verse 26 says, but if you do not forgive, 
neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. You see, it's because it's easy to stop in verse 24. Mm -hmm. You know, then whatever you ask the father, he will, uh, that's, that, that, that is the promise. Then he now gave the condition that will make the promise come to pass. Now, based on what Jesus says, you can fail to get your prayers answered because you harbor unforgiveness against someone. I mean, it's it, 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 it's amazing the strategy, the subtle strategy of Satan that is using upon the church. It's not using the big sin that people call the big sin. It doesn't. It's wise too. He has watched us over time. He knows that Christian can can act. So he would not throw the big sin. He would just say, look at what Bishop said. Why should you forgive him? Why should anybody talk to you like that? And you got offended. And then after you already, you refuse to forgive, you start to pray. And then you even pray in tongues. Nonsense. Bible calls it. God will deal with you if you are an unforgiving believer as if you are a sinner. Let me say it again. God will deal with you if you are on an unforgiving believer as if you are a sinner. That doesn't mean that you will go to hell. No. But God will not answer your prayer of faith. He will say to you, go resolve that issue first. You know, you don't have to frustrate your prayer by unforgiveness. Let it go. Oh, Bishop, you don't know what they did to me. I don't know what they did to you, but I know what unforgiveness will do to you. I may not know what they did to you. It's true they did something to you. I do not know that. But I know what unforgiveness will do to you. That's why you must always forgive. Why frustrate yourself? Why waste time praying? Praying on something that you know God already said, if you want me to answer this, go forgive. Some will even say, even when we get to, I don't care if this will take them to hell. They are so bitter. Do you, and you know, Many people, jealousy is what leads to unforgiveness. You know, if you have unforgiveness, that person, when he comes, something will go in you like a nut. You wish the person, you know, things that, you know. If you have been praying to receive something from God and your prayer is not being answered, before you start casting demon out, look inward and ask, who am I? holding grudge against. Christians are good now in holding grudges. In fact, we go to church now to learn how to, how to hold grudge because, I mean, let, let me give you an example without being political. Look at the past election. What were they teaching us? Hold grudge. Yes. What, were, what, what are great pastors teaching us? Hate. At the same time, they turn around and say, let us pray. Oh, Lord, bless us, bless us, but those people don't bless them because we are better than them. That's not the way God operates. Stop religion. Come and taste relationship with the living God. Stop religion. 
If God is God is not God of all, then he's not God at all. If God is not God of all, he's not God at all. Now, 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 everybody will enjoy the fruit of their own work. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, you will reap life everlasting. So, well, you, you know, I, I said to people, you don't need to go to church for people to teach you how to learn to hate. Hate those people. Kill them. Shoot them. In the name of Jesus. If your God is such a knight that he cannot defend himself, why don't you try my God? He defends me. That's what I told somebody. And he was a pastor. And he's a pastor. So if your God will have you go kill unbeliever, why don't you try my God that died for the unbeliever? Yes. And they say it with no thinking that they are leading other people. You see, that's why be careful under whom you put your head. If you sit under a wrong teaching, unforgiveness will become righteousness in your heart. You will think you are fighting for God while you are fighting against God. Saul of Tarsus was going to hunt down Christians. He thought he was working for God. God said, you are working against me. Unforgiveness can make a believer to be working against God that they are claiming they love. That's why it's so dangerous to work in unforgiveness. I'll be right back after this. Thank you, Bishop, for that insightful word on roadblocks to faith. I know you have been blessed and I know you want to hear more. So sit tight. We'll be back after these announcements. If you are in need of food or you know someone who is in need of food, join us for our free food bank every Thursday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. here at Kingdom Connection Christian Center. We are located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. For more information, give us a call at 720-859-1737. You can download our app, Adea Ajala Ministries app, on the Google Play and Apple iOS stores. Watch us on YouTube at Adea Ajala Ministries. Please like and subscribe to our channel to receive notifications. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Bishop Ade Ajala and connect with us on Facebook at Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and Kingdom Connection Christian Center. Welcome back to Get Connected with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. The subject at hand is roadblocks to faith. And you have, this is just the beginning, which you've already tasted of the word, which has been so dynamic. Bishop, thank you so much. We, when we closed before the break, you were talking about the fact that unforgiveness 
is actually works against us as believers mm -hmm. when we're standing in prayer and faith and asking God mm -hmm. for what we're asking him yes, for. Yes. And so many times, Bishop, we stop before that verse in the word mm -hmm. and we don't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Bishop, that is huge. Mm -hmm. The unforgiveness mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. So many people think that, well, if I'm a believer, I can't possibly be walking in unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Bishop, how and why is unforgiveness such a huge roadblock to faith? And how do we break it? Well, it, 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 from the scripture we just read, in Mark chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 20, uh, 26, if you do not forgive, you see? Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, the word trespasses is a Greek word called paratoma. Paratoma. And it means sleep, side sleep, lapses, error, transgression, offense, sin. Somebody offended you, you say, I will never forgive them. You forgive not because of the offender. You forgive because of you. It's not because of the offender. Now, why is it so important? Number one, because God make it important. A condition for God to answer our prayer. Number two, it shows the kindness and the generosity of God towards you first. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, if we have been given so much grace, is it too much to show grace to somebody? No. no. So that's the reason why it's so important. I have found this to be true of many Christians. Not every Christian, but many Christians. And especially those of us that call ourselves born-again Christians. And that terminology, that term is even getting so irritating to me sometimes. Because the born-again Christians are the most wicked when you are in a workplace. It's unfortunate. In the name of righteousness. In the name of we are claiming for God. And if you open their cupboard, the skeleton there can fill an acre of graveyard. Now watch this. Christians, many, not all, always ask for grace when they offend people. Why don't you give me grace? But they ask for justice when they are offended. You see? Yes. When they are the ones that somebody has sinned against, they want justice. But if they are the one that sinned against somebody, oh, show me grace. Don't judge me. You can't have it both ways. No. You can't. You see, I am saying this because my message is geared towards why is it that unbelievers are not accepting Christ the way they're supposed to. You know why? Because we believers are not giving them the right example. Period. You see, the brother that woke up to me and he says, 
I just, I just want to follow you to church. You are just different. Is because despite his weakness, despite the blatant things that are doing wrong, I reach out with the hand of love. You know, that is Christianity. You see, and, 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 and God, God wants us to share his love to the world and leave the judgment to him. The children of God want to judge the world for God and let God go show them love by himself. That's not the way it is. So, I would suggest that if you are out there, you are holding grudge, some to their spouse, some to their children, some to their parent, some to their spiritual leader, whatever. Sit down with them. Matthew 18 told us, sit down with them, explain your heart with them. Don't expect them to say sorry. Forgive them before you even go to them. Just bring it to their notice, just for your information. I've forgiven you anyway, you know, and you will see as your prayers continue to be answered one after the other. You see, the second roadblock that leads to that, that we don't, the reason we don't forgive is because of unbelief in our own heart. So the second roadblock is actually unbelief. What is unbelief? They, we assume that God is not able to take care of the wrong. Wow. And so we would rather take care, take care of it ourselves, which is unbelief. God said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You say, well, God, I don't think you understand what nuclear weapon is. Because that's the way we treat people. Unbelief is what makes Christian not to forgive. They don't believe the word of God. They, don't, they have mental accent. But to believe that God is a God of justice, even though he's a God of love, is difficult for them to do. And sometimes I find myself wanting to rush in and, and avenge and revenge. And I remember that passage, if you don't forgive, I just back off. I say, Lord, vengeance is yours. And I start praying for that person. I start praying. We have no secret. A lot of people always say, you know, some of my old friends, they always look at me. What is the secret of this boy? We know when he came to Denver. <laughs> we know him. My secret is what I'm telling you. I hold no grudge with anybody. If you do something that is wrong, I will let you know you are wrong, brother. You are wrong, sister. And, and I'm not expecting you to say sorry. I just bring, brought you to your notice. FYI, for your information. After that, I've forgiven you, not for your sake, but for my sake. And I have not prayed on many things that God has not answered. So why? And if God has not yet answered it, I'll keep asking and I'll keep searching myself. Who have I, who am I holding grudge with? Who, who should I go bless? And even I go to the extent that who is holding grudge against me? Let me do them some good so they know that I have nothing against them. You see, unbelief 
He, how awful unbelief is. The disciples were trying to cast out demons and the demon nearly cast them out. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 17, you know, they, they, they couldn't. They, this, this man brought his boy that was lunatic to them. And they, they, they tried to cast the demon out. The demon wore them out. And the man went to Jesus. He said, why is it that your disciple, I, I want your disciple to cast this demon out of my boy. They couldn't. And Jesus came and cast the, the demon out. And then they, they came to Jesus. Master, what, what, how is it that we couldn't do it? What, 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 what you told us to say is what we are saying. Jesus said, you can say it all you want. Your heart is different. You have unbelief in your heart. He said, it's because of your unbelief. So their prayer and their spiritual jamboree amounts to nothing because of unbelief. You know, unbelief will make a mole to look like a mountain. A mole hill will look like a mountain because of unbelief. Whereas faith will reduce a big mountain to a mole hill. You see, you know, because of your unbelief. If you have been praying and fasting and you are still walking in unbelief, go get burger because it's not going to be answered. Everything that you do must come with a belief. Believing, now watch this again before we go, not believing for the result, believing the one who promised. We will talk about that next week. Let me pray with you before I go. Father, I bless my people who are listening to me and speak healing into their life. Joy unspeakable full of glory. Till we meet next week, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. This has been a presentation of the radio ministry of Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. For more information, contact Bishop Israel Ade Ajala by email at info at kcconline.org or by phone at 720-859-1737.